Let's continue with our lessons of understanding what we're davening to, what we're saying when we're davening our Amidah, and we're davening Ashmona Esra, and when we're doing our Tefillah in front of the King of Kings, Kadosh Baruch Hu. So now let's continue. We're standing in Amidah, and we're going up to the part of the Davidic dynasty, where we say, May the offshoot of David, your servant, flourish soon and enhance his pride with your salvation. We hope for your salvation all day. You are the source of all blessing, my master, who causes the pride of salvation to flourish. So here the Talmud states and notes that the blessing for rebuilding Jerusalem precedes the blessing of the Davidic dynasty because David Amalek will accompany the Jews when they return to Jerusalem. And then we say the offshoot of David, your servant. So the, the use of the term offshoot implies that the descendants of David Amalek will have the capacity to grow and flourish like a plant. Surely he will have within him the wisdom, strength, and leadership of his ancient royal ancestor. And he will still have the capacity to grow even greater and relate to the challenges of a new generation. And alternatively, David Amalek himself will return at the end of days and demonstrate all the wonderful qualities for which he is known, proving that David, king of Israel, lives and endures. And when we say flourish soon, so even though these blessings of Geula were promised to us and they will surely be realized, our concern is why it's taking so long. We don't need to pray for the final redemption to occur because it was promised to us long ago and will certainly take place. So what we need to pray for is that the redemption should come speedily in our times. The arrival of Mashiach is one of the tenets of our faith. We only pray that he arrives as soon as possible. And this is why the term soon is emphasized to express our profound longing for Mashiach and the Messianic era. So in our prayers, we often use the expression to declare that we want to be alive to witness these glorious long-awaited dreams coming true. And when we say enhance his pride with your salvation, you hear the word horn so typically refers to the horn of an animal and suggests pride or power. So envision the sheer beauty of a deer's antlers. The horns of a charging bull create fear. In this passage, we are asserting that God will one day reestablish the Davidic kingdom with his offspring. The horn of pride and power will once again be restored to the Jewish people in Jerusalem. And here the term translated as salvation is Yeshua. It depicts the idea when whenever we are in serious trouble, we can turn to God to save us. Rabbi Shimshon Raphael Hirsch offers an insightful, unique interpretation. He proposes that the root of this term is the key to its understanding. Yeshua, salvation, comes derives from the first two letters of the word ish, meaning existence. The only real existence for us as Jews is God. And sadly, we do not often have the opportunity to see God in action. He operates behind the scenes. And there are times, however, when we, when we are faced with a serious threat or calamity, we turn to God for help. And here, he and he is there for us. And by being there to save us, he shows us that he is the one and only, the only existence. So anointing oil was very precious and was used to anoint the kings of Israel as a sign of grandeur. And it may have been applied from a horn. So to signify the pride and power of royalty. So in our era, we have no true understanding of what this royal power means. The kings and queens of our time are generally figureheads without any real authority. Our prayer for King David and his descendants is that God will raise his horn with anointing oil, so to speak, to designate Mashiach as king. So we all will ultimately experience the dream of the Jewish people, the Geulah. And when we say we hope for your salvation all day, how many thousands of years must we wait to witness the ultimate redemption? 
How long must we yearn for the arrival of the arrival of Mashiach? How many tears must we shed crying our mantra, Anime Amin? I believe in the imminent arrival of Mashiach. So the words in this blessing, we hope for your salvation, means that we should never believe that we have no future and lose faith in God. Over the centuries, Jews have sustained imaginable losses. We find it understandable if our Jewish ancestors had given up. But what kept us alive was hope. And once we give up hope, we have lost faith in the future. Yet, against all odds, we have survived and even thrived. And through great empires have fallen by the wayside, we believe with all humanly possible strength in the future of our people and the awe-inspiring rena renaissance that takes place in the Messianic era. Hashem guarantees our future. As mentioned earlier, when Moshe asked, asked God, What is your name? Hashem replied, I shall be that I shall be. And God was saying that, was only he could secure a future for his people. I am the God of the future. My very name symbolizes your future hopes. Never give up on your hopes and prayers for a better future. So pray sincerely every day because your prayers for our future will be answered. We must never ever give up hope. We do not merely wait for the arrival of Mashiach every day. We hope for your salvation all day long our dream is not in the far distant future it's something that we should hope for every moment of our lives a perfect model for this longing is the hope time who always had a packed suitcase at ready at the ready should mashiach arrive and this theme of yearning for mashiach and hoping for his imminent arrival is highlighted in a well-known talmudic passage after one leave this world he appears before god who asks him some very challenging questions did you conduct business faithfully did you designate times for Torah study? Did you engage in procreation? Did you await salvation? From the Talmud's perspective, these directives are not optional. They are essential in order to be honored in the world to come. And there's a well-known story of the Arizal concerning an opportune time for redemption. Late in the afternoon, one Arab Shabbat, the Arizal and his students went to welcome the Shabbos queen. In the midst of their singing, the Arizal turned to them and asked, My friends, would you like to go to Jerusalem before Shabbat so we can spend Shabbat there? The distance between Jerusalem and Spat is 136 kilometers or 85 miles. And some of the students replied in the positive, while others wanted to go home first and inform their wives. When the Arizal heard about the delay of some students, he trembled and struck his hands together in distress, exclaiming, how tragic it is that we did not have the merit to be redeemed. Had you all responded unanimously that you wanted to go with joy, the entire Jewish people would have been redeemed. So we're all praying for the ultimate redemption, the Geulah Shalema, the Arizal's message to us in our generation and to all generations is that if we are not spiritually ready for the redemption to come at any time, it may not come. And once our belief is strong enough to make the redemption a living reality, God will make it possible. So yet the initiation of the redemption seems to have two possibilities. I am God and it's time I will hasten it. And according to Yeshaya, and our sages, a complete redemption will come either in its due time or earlier when I will hasten it. And God will hasten it when we show him that we are ready. Baruch Adonai Leolam. Amen. Be Amen.